0: We made this.
1: Could, didn't you go did you go to school with you? Am I getting yes, that right? I, that you knew her at school. I did, yes, I believe so, yeah. She's a fucking weirdo.
0: <laughs> gonna leave that on recording. Yeah. yeah gonna, make,
1: gonna make that public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lived with her for a year at uni. It was interesting. An experience, was it? Good god. In what way just um, she was she's a compulsive liar, which I didn't know until I lived with her. oh okay. when we were at uni during like the last week of the last year um whilst we were all celebrating that we were leaving um and Kirsty had come to visit mm. one of our mates turned to Kirsty and asked her when she was going to be turning eighteen, oh, and everyone God. was like, Um, and she was just like i'm I'm twenty. what are you on about and my entire friendship group all at once just like breathed this ridiculously loud sigh of relief <laughs> and it turns out had told everybody that Kirsty was underage oh, for fuck's sake and that I was going out with a like a 15 year old bloody hell because me and and Kirsty all knew each other before uni obviously why would anybody question her yeah she just told everyone that i was dating a underage girl but why i don't know that's the- weird so so weird that was that was like the most extreme example but she would just lie about everything oh and then one time Kirsty bumped into her at Cleethorpes um fair
0: yeah the Cleethorpes parade every august carnival that's Can- the yeah, the candle, yeah
1: yeah she'd bumped into Cleethup's carnival years later, and this was when me and Kirsty had just got back together again, and was like, "Oh yeah, have you heard about Tim dying?" <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, t- t- Tim, t- Tim, Tim, Tim's dead. Yeah, and Kirsty was like, "That's funny, because uh, I just saw him yesterday, because we're still going out." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah.
0: Your case is into necrophilia, anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a pedo, and she's into corpses. So yeah. you know, we're a perfect couple.
0: Yeah.
1: This new podcast. of that conversation i'll be able to edit it you might have to bleep out some names <laughs> i'll just ble- yeah i'll bleep out the name and nothing else <laughs> hello everyone and welcome to without a mouse podcast the podcast where we watch and review the obscure and forgotten live action disney movies on the hunt for a hidden gem i'm tim and i'm here with my co-host big willie wilson hello um, how are you, Chris?
0: Yeah, I'm doing fine. Yeah, again, it
1: feels like ages since I've seen you.
0: I know it's really weird because when when did we
1: actually record last episode? It's been three weeks, probably three weeks. We were on such a roll. We managed three three in a row, was it?
0: We did, yeah. And then yeah, then I got poorly again. This time, actually, stomach bug sort of poorly. I ended up missing the uh, your gig fan as well. You did, you did, yeah.
1: Good good day, all all told. Yeah, so. We raised over
0: £700. Fantastic. So you got your dream of watching 16 films in a day instead of 15.
1: Yeah, it was really shit because our a few of our friends stayed specifically to get us over the £700 mark and then they all fucked off, (laughs) leaving us to our fate. And it's it's typical. We hadn't realised until we started, but um, Moana, the bonus film, is the longest of all the films we watched.
0: Oh, is that like a genuine two-hour? Well, it, of... well, it's
1: not quite. It's a hundred odd minutes. So, for a Disney film, that's long.
0: That is too long for an animated film.
1: <laughs> yeah. So by the uh, by the end, we were well ready to yeah. not watch Disney films anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we were going for uh, over twenty-three hours in the end.
0: Oof. that's it. I'm yeah, just trying to think of it, if any longer animated films about. Toy Story three is that two hours.
1: Oh, good that, question, that, actually. It seemed
0: to go on. I liked it, but it did seem to go on.
1: I always find Spirited Away, uh, the you know, the Miyazaki classic that everyone loves. I I do like it, but I feel like that goes on a bit too long.
0: Mm.
1: I wonder how long it actually is. I don't know. No.
0: Nah. Anyway. Well, I put my phone on flight mode now because people can they keep sending me pictures of cats and squirrels. So <laughs> that's, well,
1: that's good. You're committed. I am, yes. Good. I am, yeah. To the cause. So, yeah, this week... Condor man. So this was uh, technically my pick, but I was helped out by Sir Little of Dave on Twitter. So this is technically his episode. Yeah,
0: thank you, Sir Little
1: of Dave. So if we don't like it, we can blame him. Fuck you, Sir Little of Dave. <laughs> shall we? Shall we just get stri- stuck in?
0: Yeah, go on, man. Let's
1: go for it. No fucking about. Let's just bang on. Yeah, crack on.
0: We well, should I give you thoughts on Disney Plus now. That's just ages of the episode if we do that.
1: <laughs> oh yes, yeah, we've had loads of Disney updates recently, haven't we? Yeah, we've had Star Wars celebration as well. If we wanted to get you know yeah. into the other brands, but you're right. Every time we talk about these things, you know it'll be another four weeks probably before this episode comes out. So what's the point? Yeah. Every everyone knows. Although I am excited, you're, I'm excited because the Simpsons. I'm
0: scared for what we're going to get in the UK because of Sky. Mm, we we always get fucked over over here by Sky and all their Ironclad deals with everything.
1: Yeah, but Sky is owned by Fox, which is now owned by Disney.
0: No, uh, Sky got took over by Comcast instead, which is ABC. Oh no, not, shit, yeah, it did, didn't no, it? Not, not ABC. Or is it ABC. Which one isn't Disney? ABC
1: isn't Disney.
0: Yeah, ABC and all that lot. So it might change, the all fairness, but oh. considering the whole economy of Sky 1 is based on showing the Simpsons, I don't think we're going to give it up so easily.
1: I don't understand how Sky 1 still exists, or is like a thing?
0: Well, it's the same way how
1: any broadcast television still exists in 2019. I don't watch television at all. No, anymore. I don't. We've got Virgin, but we honestly just watch Netflix. Because we have Netflix with Amazon Prime and Disney Life. So what's the point? Yeah, basically. There's one thing that we've watched actually on Virgin recently, which was we watched RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, because that was on Comedy Central. Mm. We've been watching Britain's Got Talent, because we're hashtag basic bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we watched, we've been watching Pose on iPlayer. But I don't even need Virgin for that because I've got iPlayer so, on the yeah, telly.
0: iPlayer don't really count. That's a, another <laughs> streaming service, you know. Appointment viewing, you know. What is yeah. that now?
1: Yeah, so that's that's I. we just don't watch telly at all. My dad's always coming around and saying, Oh, did you watch so and so? And I'm just like, No, I don't watch telly. <laughs> I keep telling him, but he's not listening. Condor man. Condor man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um kicks off as every single one we've seen so far, in that it has an animated intro. It does. I mean, first thing I noticed that the logo is very Judge Dredd. It was a bit. It was a bit almost... I was worried it was a bit Nazi-like with this sort of eagle yeah. spreading its wings with the condor man. Yeah, I wasn't
0: sure what I thought, but I wasn't sure if it was a parody of Judge Dredd or what, because I don't think that sort of thing would have been well known back in 81 when this was released.
1: Yeah, and prob- especially not over in America, I thought.
0: No, I don't think so. So I'm not sure if that's just coincidental or I've seen it we've gone there. but yeah, but Let's rip off anyway. We're Disney, we can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. <laughs> and then the animated intro itself. This one quite was... Quite well animated, I thought, in a way. The actual figure is quite well animated. But it's a bit naff in that they've just doodled over scenes of Paris.
1: Well, I quite liked that. It wasn't for me. I mean, it was basically, it was just stock footage of Paris with uh, this super, in inverted commas, superhero flying about. It, it was
0: basically me taking a picture of Doc Tower and drawing some stick figures over it. That sounds amazing. I'll do that tomorrow at work. Yep. Yeah. Instead of work.
1: <laughs> you you work right next to the Dock Tower. You could literally go and draw on the Dock Tower. I could do. Do that.
0: It's just a massive stick figure on the side of the Dock Tower. <laughs> What would you
1: call him? Stickman. <laughs> in Grimsby, it would be com- Condom Man. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Used Condom Man.
0: Used Needle Man.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we've got... Spice Man.
0: Spice Man? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, cause, yeah cause because we...
0: drugs. Yeah, because we have a very drug problem in Grimsby. <laughs>
1: condom Man. Lol. So, yeah, um, we...
0: And did you notice? Well, surely you would notice the goofy laugh. Yes, yes,
1: yes there was a great goofy laugh. Basically, yeah, this uh, this animated um, character Condor Man is just flying very badly around mm. and struggling to stay in the sky, basically. So you're kind of saying up there's going to be a bit of a sort of slapstick kind of shtick yeah. going on in this.
0: And the lyrics of the song that plays over it sets up for well as well.
1: All I've put is Condorman which was just like
0: Times twenty.
1: Yeah, it's literally the the stereotypical like superhero voiceover song really. Yeah.
0: So it's so, sort of like if you're doing a
1: piss take of a superhero song. Yeah. It sounds like Condorman. But um yeah, in the credit opening credits I was pre- pleasantly surprised that we've got some pretty big hitters in there. Uh main character Woody, played by Michael Crawford. Yep. Yeah. Um who obviously at that point was most known for Frank Spencer in some others do have him you know what i did make a note
0: about literally right here let's have a look woody resembles frank spencer
1: didn't I, you realize I, it, I, d- I didn't realize it was it, him it literally was <laughs> frank spencer you idiot for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though like obviously frank Spencer... Uh, uh, Michael Crawford is English, and yep. he did have a very good American accent, I thought. He did, yeah. yeah. Like, if that, That's why I
0: didn't actually twig on Zoom, cause it was him, because he pulls off that accent very well.
1: Yeah, so for um, any listeners abroad who don't know who Frank Spencer is as a character, um, he was in this sitcom, uh, Some Mothers Do Have Them, and uh, it was basically um, kind of a slapstick cross with a with a sitcom in yeah. that. Michael Crawford, he was a very um, sort of think, stupid, clumsy character. Yeah.
0: I think, if I remember rightly, the best way to put it is if you crossed the good life with the Benny Hill show.
1: Benny Hill, Mr Bean, yeah, that I'm, kind I'm, of yeah, thing. Yeah. But um, the what was really special at, or, or sort of unique at the time was that Michael Crawford actually did his own stunts for the show. Mm. So like, they'd get him in all sorts of dangerous situations and he did it himself. So, so, so what you're saying... If it wasn't for him, then we wouldn't have Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly where my train of thought was going. Yeah, I, it's, it's like you know me, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, so it was Michael Crawford, and then our main bad guy, which we'll come to later on, but was played by Oliver Reed as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. So it seems all of the films seem to have had like the most famous actor is always playing the villain mm. in all the films
0: we've watched so far very pretty. interesting one. and it always seems to be it's for an actor who's on the shall we say the twilight of their career
1: yeah on the way down yes when disney can get a big name for a very little for money Jeep, yeah. <laughs> and literally only one usually so you know michael Crawford probably quite famous at this time mm. so so it's good that they've got two uh, oh, I, yeah, I put the note, Goofy Scream, actually. That's oh, fantastic. I just spotted that. That's I, I thought you would do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so from the credits, um, we cut to IRL, Real Life, um, which has Woody, Michael Crawford, a.k.a. Condor Man, on top of the Eiffel Tower. And what was pretty cool, I thought, was that he was really on the Eiffel Tower.
0: Well, yeah, he actually was. It wasn't
1: a set. It was because they did a, a sort of establishing shot where he's looking down from the top of the Eiffel Tower and he sees someone on the street who's got a camera who we find out is his friend, Harry. Mm. Yeah, I, say, I I think
0: Well, one thing, thing during this film is it's quite cool how little they resort to green screen. And there are a couple yeah. of bits where it is a bit obvious, but I guess... That could have come later on where we thought, oh, we need an extra shot. we better dub, it, dub something in. Yeah, uh, and obviously,
1: that... we've seen some really shoddy green screen work from these other films yes. we've watched.
0: So far, we have. Yeah, so it's really appreciated here. That... Yeah,
1: and again, I think the fact that you've got Michael Crawford as casting it, who you know is going to be good at the yeah. stunts. They've done as much as they possibly can IRL rather than...
0: I wonder if... They've cast him because
1: of it, or they've worked the scripts around him being in it. That's what I was thinking because it does feel like, as I was watching it, I was like, "Who would you hire instead?" Like, I couldn't think of an equivalent actor with this sort of slapstick comedy stylings that can. Because he's quite a good dramatic actor as well. Well, say dramatic actor because he he is competent. Condor Man falls in between him playing Frank Spencer and um. He was the first Phantom of the Opera on the stage show Phantom of the Opera. Oh, I didn't know that, so yeah. The the musical dork in me knew that.
0: Yeah, well, of course. Of course.
1: But I, I think he's shit as the Phantom, to be honest. Okay. He's got uh, a he's got a really weird singing voice, and I know the the Phantom's I, supposed to be a bit of a freak anyway, but I imagine it, I imagine it's be quite nasally. It's kind of very like this. Okay, I don't right. really like it. <laughs> anyway.
0: I've never seen any version of *Fantasy Opera*.
1: Oh, mate, it's amazing.
0: After <laughs> <laughs> it's mine and Kirsty's
1: favourite stage show. You give me recommendations, I'll I'll check one of them out. We we watched the film version. Thought it was pretty shit. Didn't like we don't like any of the songs. Think they're pretty shit. Then we went on a on a trip to London once, and it was one way. It was like a package deal, and it was to go see Phantom. So we're like, yeah, whatever, we might as well. Went to see the actual stage show, and we're just like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. Mm. And we've seen it about five times now. Fair enough, <laughs> So, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's our weekly musicals roundup. Yep. Um, Next week, Cats. <laughs> fuck off. Cats is, <laughs> cats is the shittiest thing I've ever seen. It's basically like just internet cat videos, the musical. i like, there's no I'm in. There's no plot. Fantastic. It's just literally, here's a cat, then the next song is, look, here's another cat, and here's a cat, and then.
0: Is there a bit where someone uh, throws a slice of uh, processed cheese at a cat, I and mean, then it <laughs> and it stumbles backwards because it doesn't know what the fuck's going on? Yeah, should be
1: again. Yeah, that would make it a lot I, better. Uh, obviously, a bit where someone puts a cucumber next to it <laughs> <laughs> and he falls off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and see cats sometime, and then literally just so I can take a, a <laughs> cucumber to throw at it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so... Um, yeah so, so yeah, Frank Spencer jumps off the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, he jumps off the Eiffel Tower and it's basically he's faking a publicity stunt because it turns out his mate, this guy with the camera, is his mate Harry who's purposely there to take some pictures, mm. um, but he falls in the River Seine, basically.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think it's faking publicity stunt. I think what's established quickly in the next scene is... He's doing a comic book called Condor Man. Yeah. And the one rule that he has quite strictly is that Condor Man can't do anything that cannot be pulled off in real life. Yeah. So I mean I'm not Which sure. I think
1: he's he's completely missing the point of being a comic book. It is, artist. yeah. Like... Quite a bit, in all fairness. <laughs> now that Disney owned Marvel, they must understand that they yeah. were, that they were completely wrong with that idea. <laughs>
0: So, like I said, he, he dressed as Condor Man, he jumps off the Eiffel Tower, sort of gets a bit of flight with using his wings, but yeah, he's into the river, so then he goes. So we, they go on about uh, this on the next scene, and he's basically a method cartoonist.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah. But um, he, his mate Harry, who's doing the photos for him and stuff, um, Woody kind of accuses him of being a spy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Basically saying that you know he he must have like this amazing job and can fly around the world doing flashy things yeah. um,
0: because he works for the CIA. He, yeah, he works
1: for the CIA. Yeah. Um, and Harry's response is that I'm not a spy. I'm a file clerk, uh, which is a fucking lie. Because then we go straight to a shop where we find out where we see him in his work being a spy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we go to the uh, the US embassy in Paris. Um, and Harry's boss um, is basically looking for a civilian to do a undercover job. And, of course, Harry thinks of Woody, because he knows that Woody's doing all of these stunts and shit.
0: Yep. Is this the sort of thing that would actually happen in CIA, or wouldn't we just train someone to pretend they're a civilian? You'd think so. Yeah,
1: but you know, it's yeah. a it's a it's a family film, isn't it, Chris? I
0: guess so. Yeah. Does
1: has anyone ever really dressed up in full prosthetics as a middle, uh, you know, an old nanny to spy on his wife, ex-wife, and children? Probably, yeah. Hashtag uh, Mrs. Doubtfire.
0: I, I thought you were about to say has anyone ever dressed like Super and scaled a building? I was going to say Father's for Justice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. This this literal example from this film. Yeah, is...
0: that's a Condor Man inspired *Fathers of Justice*. Fancy that.
1: <laughs> maybe you should. Maybe Woody should be writing that as a comic book because that's all based in reality. It
0: is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, that, that needs
0: to make a comeback. *Fathers of Justice*.
1: Well, you get on with that then. I'm not even a dad. Well, get on with that then. <laughs> okay. Get out, yeah. get out of your mum's basement and find yourself a
0: girlfriend, Chris. Okay. Come on, Mr. Penis, along we go.
1: <laughs>
0: Guess my wang is a formal name.
1: <laughs> is that what it says on its credit card?
0: <laughs> Mr. P. <Enos. laughs> so, i have to the train station, and uh, so Wood has been uh, given this job... And uh, he, so he says, so dress as Humphrey Bogart.
1: Yeah, he wear. Well, no. Do you know who he dress up dresses up as? He dresses up as Frank Spencer in yeah. a trench coat. Yeah, because that was one of his signature looks. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, I didn't really watch some of us do it. So, so yeah, literally as as we get to this scene, because at this point I was like, "Isn't that Frank Spencer?" And then he was wearing a trench coat, and I was like. Defo. <laughs> yeah, so they're at the station and the plan is for him to head to Istanbul, which the note I put was, eek, racism.
0: Yeah, well, I'll, say, I'll, I'll after considering the last episode that we did.
1: Yeah, I was very worried that we were going to see Istanbul to see lots of uh, stereotypes. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, we kind of do,
0: but it's... It, the setting is very stereotypical. Yeah,
1: it could be a lot worse, as we've already well, seen.
0: As as witnessing one uh, of of the dinosaurs is missing, it can be. This time, because it's a Turkey, of course, it's a Turkish restaurant we go to. Yeah, so the Which first... is lazy, but not criminally bad.
1: Yeah, so basically the place where he's going to go to... um. We, we never hear beforehand what the plan is, but basically he's got to um, drop off a parcel, basically. Yeah, I mean,
0: he's got a briefcase, there's papers inside, give the papers over that, uh, to a what we assume is another spy. Yeah. That is it.
1: Um, but so, yeah, we go into this uh, Turkish restaurant. It's a very exotic-looking, sort of stereotypical, sort of um, foreign restaurant, yeah. basically. Um, and then we get our first... Proper bits of slapstick, um, where on on entry Woody flicks a cigarette into the couscous, a big pile of couscous, which I thought was pretty funny. It was to be pretty fair. good, yeah. Uh, he knocks a man um, who's holding, a, who's carrying a waiter who's carrying a flaming kebab, <laughs> who he knocks into a table. And my my note there was like, are flaming kebabs a thing? Fair in Turkey, I guess. Yeah. Well, I've never heard of them. I didn't know if it was something they just made up for this film.
0: I well, th- it's health and safety error isn't it? That <laughs> bloody health and safety, you can't even have our food oh, on fire.
1: Bloody Nora. Yeah. Health and safety gone mad. Isn't it at this
0: point where they sort of threaten to stab him just for tripping him up? Yeah. Um, but then he ends up stumbling into Natalia.
1: Yes. So the other agent, he literally falls over her. Yeah. <laughs> um and he he basically to impress her, even though he is a civilian, he tells her that he's a, a spy. Because yeah. he fancies her straight away. There's instant love Oh there. yeah,
0: there's instant hubba 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 sort <laughs> of thing going on. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Yeah, that kind of stick.
0: I, I mean, I will say at this point, because spoiler, is a bit of a turnaround, but up to this point, so about 15 minutes in, I really don't like Woody. I'm
1: right, not okay. sure
0: he... I'm not sure at, up to this point, specifically, if he's a bit ill. A bit ill,
1: <laughs> mentally, <Right. laughs> because he's because he's very serious, and then he's suddenly not serious. He's very he's very uh,
0: consumed by his own character, his own creation, of uh, Condor Man. Because yes, the next thing he comes out with, to tell you is he's actually an agent called Condor Man. Yeah, and but the way he acts, it's as though Woody is just for persona for him. Right, okay. I see what you mean. And, and it's a bit all over the place and I'm not entirely sure at this point.
1: He comes across as very sort of self-involved and very vain, narcissistic. Yes. Yeah, he's not very likeable at this point.
0: I, I, don't, I didn't like him at all.
1: I think the problem with a lot of these Disney films, again, because they have to be about an hour and a half, is... Where another film would have a bit more character development, where we get to know Woody, yeah. we are literally just seeing him in terms of the plot mm. of the film. So I get, I totally get what you mean, but he's not—he li- doesn't come across as likable at all. No,
0: because all we know about him is he's a, a comic book artist. Probably takes his job a bit too.
1: But at this point, over top. Yeah, but at this point, I like it because because he comes across as quite pompous. Then seeing him fail with all the slapstick actually lands quite well. Yes. That that really made me laugh quite a lot, this it, section.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'd say this next bit's actually really, bloody good. Yeah. So there's well,
1: um, they're overheard their conversation by a Chinese agent, which, thank God, was played by a real Asian man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was uh, at least, you know, I could stop clenching my anus when I saw that. <laughs> I could relax a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, all the baddies come in for um, a good bit of slapstick.
0: Well, it's a fight where Woody doesn't actually hit anyone. No, <laughs> and but all the baddies manage to hurt themselves and take them, eat, uh, take each other out. Yeah. It, it, in all fair, this bit bloody good. Yeah, yeah I very I, I really enjoyed this.
1: Really entertaining.
0: Yeah, and then uh, I did laugh after the end of it where he goes and tally, "I'm sorry, I had to get so violent there."
1: <laughs> when he hasn't, done. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so from there we cut to uh, Moscow, and the only note I've written is Sergey, which is our bad guy, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because
0: uh, Natalia's yes, well he he knows that she's been going undercover. Yes, because the uh, the guys that Woody just single handedly took out were sent by him, and so he's going to take her to Monte Carlo and basically to be. A piece of totty on his arm,
1: basically. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and and basically re, re-education.
1: Yeah, so What's we can it? we can tell at this point that Natalia is not happy with Sergey. No, he's he is her lover, but she's not bothered now that she's met our Woodster. Yep. And then we go to Paris. Uh, Woody is uh, sketching Natalia mm. from memory. He's got pictures of her all over his studio. Um, And he has basically written her into one of his comics and called her Laser Lady.
0: Not sure about the name. No. You've come by with two. It's lazy. Just like that joke. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get my coat.
1: Oh Yeah, so
0: from there... Well, we find out from the CIA side that Natalia wants to defect. Yeah. Well, we don't know yet fully that it's her... But she has requested specifically that the CIA agent that she came across in Turkey, yeah, uh, who they only know as Condor Man, is the one that helps to extract her. Yeah, but, so
1: Harry's boss is really confused because he's like, well, we haven't got an agent called Condor yeah. Man. And obviously Harry then has to explain that it's Woody. And uh, Woody, if, to begin with, he refuses because he's like, oh, it's, I'm a civilian, this is too dangerous. Uh, until he finds out that it is Natalia <coughs> that's... Uh, he's, extracting and then yeah. obviously he gets dead excited <sighs> um and basically he they have a bargaining between them of how the mission's going to go down and woody um insists that um, basically he writes a comic of his plan and says that he would only go and rescue her if we can do it by his plan that he's written as a comic. And, which he's going to publish. Which he's going to publish afterwards. And the boss man um, and the CIA just say, yeah, okay, we'll fund this ridiculous plan. I mean, funding it is fine,
0: but I don't think they'll publish actually what happened. I think that they'll be quite top secret never to be seen.
1: Imagine again. buying a comic book and like half of it's redacted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like these black panels. I was <laughs> yeah. just like... You're buying, buying a comic con like September 12th or like, September 11th that showed out it was all an inside job. It wasn't an inside job, I'm kidding.
1: Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, so from, <laughs> from the embassy we then go to Yugoslavia, where um, the extraction is going to take place. Mm. And we see Woody disguised as an old man um, who gets caught. Well...
0: Yeah, it's him and Natalia dressed as...
1: Well, dressed as gypsies,
0: yeah, is what they say. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't sure if I actually used the word gypsy, but again, this was a bit worse than the Turkish restaurant in terms of laziness. Yeah. Yeah. But it. But in all fairness, it's also quite cheap just to film a scene on a field somewhere and pretend it's Yugoslavia, so...
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, there's a lot of scenes... This film wants to feel like it's jet-setting across the whole of Europe, basically. Yeah. But um, every time... Um, we only know that we've changed location because of the uh, the text that comes across the screen. Yeah. Because every single scene just looks like a different field or mm. a different hillside. So it could be yeah. any- filmed a- anywhere.
0: I wasn't sure where filming locations were, but I highly doubt they ever left France.
1: Probably not. Um so yeah they, he gets caught um he's got a walking cane with him being an older man and it turns out it's very bond like in that it is a machine gun. Yeah. And uh we get some great slapstick of him failing to use it very well this was very- falling over with the gun um, failing to shoot anyone but everyone being shit scared of him.
0: Yeah, again this is very really funny, like she's just like dozens and dozens of bullets and nowhere near anyone, but it just does the job anyway. Yeah.
1: And um they escape in uh one of their vans, um, and then whilst they're driving along, they have a little chat um where he's basically trying to his typical sort of first date chat where he's trying to figure out if she's single or not, or <laughs> if she's seeing anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> They're few and far between the scenes of good sort of action or slapstick but they are really good. Yes they are. And I'm so glad that they got Michael Crawford for this film because it does work.
0: Yeah, I mean just to go back to what I was saying earlier on at this point he has become likeable. I think it was the scenes where he showed hesitation when the CIA wanted him to help with the extraction of, of Natalia and I think at that point it showed well he's not channeling this bravado of condom man all the time he's yeah. actually thinking and yeah i know he's thinking with his cock a bit when he's yeah but when it's, it's going to him, but it shows that he's not at least thinking yeah i'm this big alter ego now yeah I it's can the do first
1: all, like... it's the first point where it kind of slows down a little bit where we see, do get to see the characters yeah and there does seem to be a genuine sort of back and forth between him and natalia like they do there is a chemistry there
0: Yes, there is, which is definitely a lot more than some of the other films that we've watched and will watch. Yeah, that's for sure.
1: At least we could tell these two fancied each other, unlike in Computer War Tennis Shoes, <laughs> 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 where we weren't even sure by the end if there was supposed to be a couple.
0: Where, where, where sometimes Kurt Russell was next to a girl,
1: and we're not even sure if she was supposed to be there. <laughs> Going back to that sort of theme, like when we, me and Kirsty have done two decombobulated episodes so yep. far. Both decom, uh, both reviews of decom films, uh, High School Musical and Teen Beach Movie, both about you know young kids in love. I did notice that in both films there was no kissing at all, oh, right, okay. even at the end. So I don't know if that's going to be something to look out for in the rest of these decoms.
0: I wonder if that's just good old Christian values. That's
1: it. Like with it being made specifically for a yeah. tween audience, I think it probably is it, the mean,
0: case. No, no kissing until you. Walk down that aisle until you're 52. Uh, until the priest says you're now kiss your wife,
1: and then and then there's one kiss, and then you go back into your separate beds that are for some reason in the same room. That's right, like uh, the Dick Van Dyke Show. <laughs> 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 Great show, by the way. I've never seen it. It, it. it, I don't know if it still is, but it was on Netflix, and me and Kirsty properly started getting into it, and really, really funny. I'll
0: have, to, I'll have to have a look. To be fair, there's nothing really that good on Netflix anymore if you're wanting to look for older stuff.
1: I have a f- I know, that's the thing, isn't it? Like Netflix doesn't know of any films beyond 1989, really, does it? No,
0: it's got a lot worse since they started doing all the original content, yeah. like releasing basically a film every week and a series every week, like all the other stuff I'm actually interested in has being pushed out, which is a shame.
1: Yeah, but the, if it's still on there, I'd really recommend it. And we've watched a good sort of two seasons, and... Surprisingly, for a, a comedy from the uh, 60s, it's not as outrageously offensive as you expect it will be. Right, okay. It's aged very well, for what it is. Oh, good, yeah. Like, there's very, <laughs> there's only one episode so far that um, where Mary Tyler Moore's character, who plays uh, Dick Van Dyke's wife, has been like, I'm a crazy housewife. <laughs> I think my husband's cheating all the time. There's only been like, One instance of that.
0: Yeah, but didn't we do like 600 episodes of that?
1: Yeah, so there's probably plenty more to (laughs) (laughs) come. But yeah, really good. Um, But yeah, they sleep in separate beds for some reason. Apparently, because I I looked into it, and it was a, a sort of stereotype that was used a lot in TV to have that good Christian values, but apparently people didn't actually do that at home. No. But they couldn't show people's... Like, like I, on adverts for toothpaste, where you never see them using t- toothpaste; they're just brushing their teeth without toothpaste.
0: Yeah, I used to think I used to know this fact about the first couple on TV who shared a bed. What were Flintstones? Was it? something really random like that. It might have been. Yeah, <laughs> we'll look that enough. I might have to turn my phone off flight mode. <laughs> if you hear lots of buzzing, that's sort all of the cat pictures. We'll, 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 we'll go back to it because I can do I can do two things at once. You, you know, I can research and can also talk.
1: <laughs> Sorry, because
0: of the, because for the next thing, I oh know I've just got about sixteen different DMs from the we made this private
1: chat. Fantastic. Yeah, I've, I've spotted theirs. I've been keeping that quiet.
0: Yeah, I always put it on mute as well. It's like,
1: I try to do a podcast. The um, so.
0: Uh, Woody and Natalia go to a village, but uh, Sergey, in advance, is basically a village of cronies. So in advance, it's all like very quiet. All sorts of cars parked up, ready to pounce on them. Yeah. And then what we get next? Which, bear in mind, this is our fourth episode based on
1: Planet Earth, <laughs>
0: so it's our fourth <laughs> car chase.
1: Yeah and uh spoiler for you chris so Uh, guess right now do you reckon the the, our next film oh wait we haven't announced what our next film is i have to be very secretive we do yeah And, and later on we'll pretend that we haven't actually already set up what the next film is but what do you reckon our next film do you reckon it'll have a car chase as well
0: well, it's set on planet Earth. It's so It's set yes. on planet Earth. Yes, I'm
1: afraid it does.
0: Oh, here we go again.
1: Because <laughs> I've already watched it and you haven't, have you?
0: No, I've not even watched the film that I'm meant to be that I've chosen yet. Yeah. So according to this, the uh, sitcom Mary Kay and Jolly was the first television series to portray married couple who slept in the same bed. And when was that? Uh, apparently, like 1950.
1: All right. Well, so, that's that's interesting because like. Um, the Dick Van Dyke show was after that. so
0: I guess it depends on... Yeah, apparently... Sorry, Tuesday 18th of November 1947 was the first time it happened. And then apparently it happened on like, I Love Lucy in December 1948. I, I guess it depends on different... I mean, it depends on what network it aired or, Well, that's you know, it, yeah. they, they could all have like, different codes and moral conduct. And... And yeah, but yeah, car chase anyway.
1: Yeah. Um. So we've got some bad guys in some black cars.
0: Yeah. So so far, so familiar, so generic. Yeah. But again, I quite enjoy this car chase.
1: Yeah. There was um, one of the bad guys, one of um Krokov's men, um, has a metal eyeball, Mm. and uh as i saw him it made me think of the avalanche's tune um frontier psychiatrist oh yeah it was like the man with the golden eyeball <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i really um and there's this really annoying thing that happens throughout this car chase like it is a good car chase but every so often it keeps wanting to establish which car is being driven by the man with the golden eyeball by him constantly lifting up his visor to show that he's Um, got a golden eyeball and then putting it back down and carrying on
0: leaning one side of his face forward over so slightly (laughs) yeah and it's like
1: i don't really care who's doing what in this car chase All all the bad guys are in black cars and condor man is in like this bright yellow sports car
0: yeah um yeah, so it's, it's trying to establish like, the main bad guy is a bit weird because the whole point of this car chase is there's five of them, and they seem to move in uniform.
1: Yeah, they do some good synchronisation, don't they? They, they do,
0: yes. Yeah. So uh, Woody fires some bullets because his car that it, he's that got is basically a Q sort of... Uh, car, isn't it, with all sorts of different functions.
1: And then, basically, they go from being sat in their van that they were in earlier, to then the van splitting in half, and this Condor-mobile flying out of it, which is pretty cool. Yes, it
0: is, yeah.
1: Um, Very Batman as well, like, you know the Dark Knight, where he does that with the Batmobile into the Bat-cycle? Oh, yes, of course. It reminded me really of that, because they even go down out of the cockpit and stuff, it was pretty cool. But yeah, we've got... um, Machine guns, explosions, we've got flamethrowers. Mm. Um, and a couple of like
0: very really neat car collisions as well because he tricks a couple of cars um, that don't like to crash into each other because he yeah. it, 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 suddenly like a ramp appears when one gets in front and tries to barge into him. Yep. A ramp appears so he drives over it. Yep. Um, we've got a couple going off a cliff as well. And again, all real effects.
1: Yeah, and then as we well. get the Condor mobile basically he presses a button and a big ramp appears like a scooping ramp at the front and because one of the cars comes head on and he flips it and stuff so yeah this was the of you know we've seen plenty of car chases in this we've seen four car chases and i would in rank this. this as number
0: one yes easily by a country mile if this was the only car chase that we've seen so far that i liked
1: yeah um
0: and, and well i'll say i'll, I'll say more than likes as well it's one of the better car chases i've seen in film uh quite recently yeah i'd I mean, say so it's certainly a lot more interesting than like your modern day car chases where there's a lot of cgi and millions and millions spent on like stunt work whereas this feels a lot more a lot simpler
1: yeah it looks realistic and grounded it does yeah yeah cuz because it is all practical shots and an early time it's not over the top but no. it, it's exciting still
0: it, it, it give me something that costs a grand and real people's lives were in danger instead of something that cost eight million and yeah. half it was done on a computer
1: and i think as well with um when a car chases over the top and things are flying around and you know in ways that cars shouldn't be happening they do, as an audience there's, there's no stakes involved because no. you know You know, you know what's going to happen. Whereas it did feel, it did feel very sort of exciting because it was realistic. This is why the Fast and Furious franchise didn't work after the first one. (laughs) Do you know what? I've not seen any of the Fast and Furious films past the first one. I watched, was it? I watched five, all all
0: five in like one weekend before the sixth one.
1: Was that your version of the Geekathon?
0: Basically, yeah. The
1: Fast and the Furious. (laughs) (laughs) Dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fun. maybe. But yeah, so much new meta and so much urge to just drink energy drinks. Well, that sounds perfect for you. It does, yeah. I'll say it's my kind of weekend. Yeah. Because
1: there's now a really terrible um, ride of it in universe, uh, yeah, Universal Studios, I really want to watch all of the films because we're planning on going to Florida soon. Oh, yeah. So I really want to watch them just so I can go into this ride and be like, what? <laughs> Have you seen much of of this ride? No, I've not. Basically, um, it's a simulator. So you're sitting in like a car, hmm. uh, like a big van, and then there's CGI screens around you as like all these CGI cars are coming past with like Vin Diesel hanging out of the window and stuff.
0: Oh, oh, I've been on rides like that before. Like like a roller coaster sort of effect. It's basically the same thing, isn't it? But yeah, uh, but l- considering.
1: Considering it's 2019 and it's like yeah. apparently the effects are just so bad. Are they? Yeah, it only it only opened last year and everyone's already like over it. <laughs> like, yeah, I. You bet. can get only within like five minutes or something, death like that. Yeah. So I really want to know everything about it so I can know how bad it is in context. I can only really see if it ever worked if, like, when I went to New York
0: five years ago now, bloody hell, um, I saw. Uh, I feel well. It was like a twenty-minute sample reel of the Avengers, Well like right. an, an animated version, but all in like four D X. So you like got the bubbles, you got your chair shaking yeah. all that lot. That's the only way I can imagine this Fast and Furious thing working.
1: Well, that or um, at Epcot in Disney, they have a ride called Test Track, where um, basically you're testing out. Oh shit! Wait for that to stop going. And on Test Track, you're basically just um, testing out a fast car putting it through its paces and that goes at like it's on a proper track and goes sort of 60 miles an hour or something daft like that. Mm. So there's no reason you couldn't do something like that and theme that to to Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Or, you just you just need like the voiceover of Vin Diesel. You don't need to see his face to know what's going on. Like
0: or I could just, you know, get my 4 Fiesta and drive down you drive around Greensby at 2 o'clock on a Friday morning. Down the seafront. Down the seafront, like every other fucker does.
1: Just stand, stand there watching um, everybody fail to get over the speed bumps without smashing up their uh, <laughs> their cars.
0: <laughs> Condor man.
1: Condor man. Ooh. So yeah,
0: they, they get away, and Sergey's Croc- very mad.
1: Sergey Krokov is pissed. Um, and there's this brilliant line, where, um, which I had to write down, which was, according to my calculations, he should land off the coast of Italy. And then they go to Italy.
0: (laughs) He does explain his logic here because at this point, the comic books have started to be uh, published, which is really weird. Really? I, I completely miss this bit. Hey, well, there's the bit later on where uh, Natalia realises that she's Laser Lady because a bunch of kids oh, yeah. uh, approach her. Spoilers.
1: Yeah, you are quite right. Yeah. And
0: so he's got the last issue of the comic book that somehow has been released that Wood is somehow drawn while helping to extract Natalia from her former life. And uh, as guessed correctly, uh, they're next heading to Italy.
1: Yeah, so next scene, Italy, or literally they just turn the camera 90 degrees from yeah. where they were last filming.
0: Yeah, so there's a hill there pointed that way. Yeah,
1: so we see Woody and Natalia sleeping in a barn um, and they get arrested by Italian police and because acu- they've been accused in the local paper of um, a murder in Monte Carlo. Yeah, um,
0: but uh, the police have all been paid off by Sergei. Yeah, you know. so,
1: and then the Monaco police arrive to collect them.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: But it's it's um, Plan B, isn't it? Yes. So the Plan B, and it turns out that the Monaco police are actually harrying in disguise. Um, so they're basically breaking them out.
0: Not really Plan B, is it? It's more like due diligence. I'm yeah. having, it's it's a it's literally a backup plan, which I guess Plan B literally. B for backup, but surely you would have this sort of thing in action anyway.
1: You'd hope so, yeah. Yeah, just as a, a basic of this sort of operation. But yeah, so they escape uh, in a Fiat 500, um, and then the Russians arrive.
0: And there's more chase. well, this time there's more chasing, but this time on foot, because yeah. uh, what happened was Harry had to put them in handcuffs to maintain the illusion of putting them back of a car. Yeah, so they're all cuffed together. Yeah, because they've not had time to unlock each other yet.
1: Yeah, and they, um, again, have some pretty decent um, action going through the streets of Italy, um, and then they hide out in a wedding. Yep. um, And the henchmen come in, so they have to just sit in the pews and pretend to not be there.
0: Now, this next bit is both funny and really cool. So uh, the henchmen realise that they're there. So Natalia stands up and objects to the marriage happening because <laughs> I'm already married to the groom. Yeah. And it's basically she causes a wedding to get all fucked up. Yeah. As a diversion. Yeah. And uh, she manages to like uh blame the henchman right behind her about it so it's like the groom and his family all punching the henchman as yeah. uh Natalia, Woody and Harry get away.
1: Yeah. Um, and then we, from here, we get a scene again with Krokov. Um, and yeah, actually, I've written it here that he has Woody's comic books, um, so he does know the plan. Um, and the next part of their plan, according to the comic book, is that they're going to escape across the Alps. And it was this point I was like, are these guys just on holiday? Like, why the fuck are they... How are they planning on getting back to the USA? They just seem to be having a jaunt all the way across Europe. Why are they not being... They've got Natalia. Why are they not literally just extracted by helicopter at this point? Because... Harry even knows where they are. He arrived to get them out. Because... Um, well... <laughs> because we've still got an hour of film left. Yeah. Is literally the only reason at this point. Because we're in Act 2. Yeah, so that we see them escaping across the Alps and we get a shot of the Matterhorn. So this was either stock footage or they were in a different country. And the Matterhorn...
0: I think this was stock footage, if I
1: remember yeah, rightly. it probably it, was, it was, to be honest.
0: The footage was grainier. Yeah. But I, I do tend to know that sort of thing.
1: And Disney Disney trivia, the Matterhorn is a, one of the rides at uh, Disneyland in California. They have a replica of the Matterhorn, so I quite like seeing it. Ooh. It made me realise how good a replica the Matterhorn is. Because it did, when I looked at it, I thought it was the ride. And it's not. It was the mountain. Maybe it was the ride. It was. Maybe. Maybe. It would have been a lot cheaper just to shoot that, wouldn't it? Yeah.
0: Maybe this whole next bit just takes place on the ride.
1: Yeah. So then we see the local kids, um, as you said earlier, they, they know who Natalia is and they show her her laser lady. At least
0: give it three months before you publish this. Fucking hell.
1: Yeah. And so Natalia gets mad with uh, with our condor man. Mm.
0: Um, I mean, I don't think mad's the right word, she's just a bit upset. Yeah. And then Harry explains it explains the situation as they're walking away, starts with all oh, my fault and we don't hear much more about it
1: and it's obviously set up to be like you know a bit more of a conflict that's going to happen and then instantly from there we get them getting nice and romantic over a meal in a restaurant and so whatever sort of conflict they were setting up is instantly diffused
0: yeah i'm not sure if they did the right thing here because i think in terms of a story they were telling it would have got in the way. That's but, it. It
1: does. It, it was unnecessary, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: but I think the story they originally set out to tell was being failed by this sort of thing being uh, skated over so quickly. Yeah, I and mean, now uh, I'll get to some like my final thoughts later on about that whole comic book side. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's safe to say at this point. Apart from being referenced, obviously, kids hold the comic book as it's being published and such. Yeah, that whole does, aspect has gone away now.
1: Yeah, it doesn't feel like they, there's no visual cues that we've got comic action or anything, is there? Really? No. It's just there on the run, basically. There's, we that's that's one thing I thought about this film is there are the the sort of comic bits, but they're so far, few and far between that they just feel tacked on a bit.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then the next morning, um, they leave the ski resort um, and they basically try to use the ski lift, but they attach, again, they get some more shit that they've stolen from James Bond, yeah, um, which is um, these little jets that they attach to the, the cables so they can go up without using the ski lift. Um, and my first thought was, why not just wait for the ski lift?
0: Yeah, good question.
1: And again, this was because film.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> and then obviously we get conflicts as for halfway up, which makes me wonder: has there ever been any point in any film where anyone successfully used a ski lift without incidents? <laughs> you don't, you don't use a ski lift in,
1: in your film unless something's going to happen,
0: do you? You know, I like, just like an opening bit, just going up. Oh, this is nice—a ski lift, isn't it? Wonderful. Yes, great. Okay, now we're off the ski lift. What's the film about then? <laughs>
1: I'm gonna. My life's goal now is to be, uh, become a film director, just so I can put in a nice, pleasant ski lift non incident.
0: I I just want to make a film where I set up all these cliche incidents, and nothing <laughs> ever happens. Never
1: happens. That would yeah. be, be pretty funny, to be so, honest.
0: So like, someone's carrying a gun around for more film, and they never fire it. I've ever never use it. <laughs> They keep referencing it, and you no, know, it's not like it disappears, but you know, just never use it. The
1: gun has a name and everything, you know? yeah. They, they call it Susie or something, <laughs> Susan the pistol, yeah. So, um, on the way up, um, Woody and Harry, I forgot his name then, yep. uh, shot, get shot down into the snow, which <laughs> was pretty funny. The way they, they just sort of go plop into some. <laughs> <laughs> with a big sort of comical shape of their outline as they fall into the snow. Yep. Um, and then they Natalia is uh, kidnapped by helicopter.
0: You mean the helicopter that we should have used to extract him in the first place?
1: Precisely, Christopher. Yeah, so helicopters, Precisely.
0: Do, helicopters do exist in this universe.
1: In this universe set in Earth, real life, car chaser land. Yeah,
0: that's the thing earlier on. They should have established, you know, helicopters don't exist in this. What's a helicopter? I don't know. <laughs>
1: So then we get back to Krakow's pad um, and there's lots of whining be him, between him and Natalia um, and basic... Uh, Things are a bit frosty between them. Yeah, and I've just written oil barons coming but basically his plan is that he's gonna do some gambling. Like, Oh, you mean
0: his little party he's gonna have?
1: Yeah, he's gonna have a party and uh, there's these two oh. oil barons that are gonna be coming.
0: Yeah, all I can think is that Sergey wants to schmooze some uh, oil barons so he can afford more evil plans.
1: Yeah, whatever they are. I don't think Again, we... it's very like all the other villains in that we've seen so far. In that it's just, I want money. It's so vague. We don't actually know what Sergey does. No, we don't know what. Yeah, we don't know what the Russians are in trouble with the CIA for having done.
0: Well, the Russians aren't they.
1: Well, apart just, from that, yeah.
0: just in just in general fact. For...
1: Yeah, and then. Um... Woody begs Harry for another two days to save Natalia, because they've basically decided that the CIA has decided it's over. The plan failed and that's it. Hmm. Um, And basically, Harry agrees that he'll go ahead with this plan. And we go to um, Sergei's casino where the two wealthy Saudis are cleaning up. So he invites them to his party. Um, and then it, it turns out that it's Harry and uh, Woody in disguise in some super racist outfits. Again, don't know.
0: It's not, bad it's not that bad because we don't try and do the accent or anything like that, do we?
1: No, and obviously it's, just, it's the very sort of stereotypical, very large sort of uh, cloaked outfit, so that
0: it is, but, but, but those sort of yeah, on that position. Of that class type, people going to a party, they would be dressed like that.
1: Yeah, and it's serving a function because obviously it is a disguise. It and is, I, yeah. I I, to, I
0: it's the, the uh, whole uh, oil baron being, yeah, of, of an Arabian origin is lazy.
1: Yeah, it's very, you know, after after watching, um,
0: one of our dinosaurs, one of our, is our dinosaurs is missing. missing.
1: Nothing feels racist anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely desensitized no, to it. No, no. I don't know what's racism, what's not. No more racism in the world. Thank you. <laughs> Disney has cured racism. <laughs> Maybe we should show that film to everybody you and should, then yeah. uh, the world will be a better place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we go. <laughs> so, yeah, what was it? Um... I have forgot his name.
0: Oh, Woody has, uh, g- goes to rescue her, but well, she's. And she he manages to get her in a corner, like in a lawn party. But she claims that this plan all along, she didn't want to be extracted anyway. Yeah. Either the plan was to draw out this condor man, and, yeah, and, and uh, eliminate him.
1: Yeah. But, but then w- she pretty instantly then changes her mind and wants to be saved. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> with it, she just flips on on yeah. a dime at the moment.
0: So it's a bit, bit of an unnecessary detail there.
1: Yeah. yeah and then there is an explosion that yeah. occurs um which is obviously you know set up by our main characters um and harry manages to escape in a car and i said that the note i put here was like he he basically goes to where all the guests cars are parked and he's trying doors to try and find one to get in but we, it's a very long shot where we see him like we see him find the right car, then we see him go round to the right door and get in and turn the engine on and drive mm. off. And by the end, I was just like, Sigh. did not need all that.
0: Well, I think maybe the film was running at 1 one hour 28, and as we know from Disney, it has to be 1 hour 30, perfect.
1: Yeah, so that was... Yeah, again, it's a bit of Um So Harry escapes instantly, and then Woody and Natalia run upstairs into the house, and we get onto the... chased onto the balcony... Um, and Woody removes his cloaks to reveal <laughs> that he's wearing the Condor Man outfit from the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, well, Condor that... Man!
0: <laughs> About to make an appearance at some point again. And yeah, I'll say that's the, the uh, costume, the old Baron costume sort of, it was a means to an end.
1: Yeah, and uh, it was right at this exciting moment where Condor Man was revealed that Disney life absolutely fluffed it and stopped working. Did it? Oh, no. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm done for the night. And I had to come back the next day. Because, oh, my. You, you have actually
0: seen the rest of it, or am I going to describe to you what's happening? No, and no, you're going to be like, no. oh, my, did that
1: happen? Tell me a story, Chris. Well, a lot of chasing, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I did see it in the end, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we get um, basically two... So We get another car chase with Harry, basically. Yeah, we do. And it's interspersed um, with some shots of Condor Man flying away with Natalia.
0: Which, again, I quite like. There's a bit of green screen effects, but other than that, I guess they did it for real, like flew off a building and, and hoped for the best, you know, a bit of a gliding.
1: Yeah, some Going of it on. looks quite realistic, but, yeah, there is some long shots that are obviously green screen. Yeah. But it looks good. Um, the stock footage that they're flying over is... it's. Very well filmed, and it it does a good job of um, showing off Monaco yeah, stuff a... in it. Oh, I've had this notebook for three years, didn't realize. Fantastic. Chris is exploring his notebook.
0: I, uh, my uh, Simpsons notebook that I've used now three times for podcasts. So, you blimey. know, I've just literally discovered after three years there's a quickie master grenade, duff beer. More beer. Oh, this is great. I'm a teetotaler. This don't work. <laughs> well, I've most tavern. Having... Okay, back it goes.
1: This week I stuck my my new Vans sticker on the front of my notebook from my new Mickey Mouse Vans
0: off did the you... wall. Apparently,
1: <laughs> yes. Bloody hell, Chris. These shoes are spectacular. <laughs> did you see them when I posted them on Twitter?
0: I think I did. Yes. Oh. Kirsty
1: got me the the Disney uh, the Mickey Mouse limited edition. 90th birthday vans, which I thought was sold out, and uh, they're they're pretty beautiful. Fantastic! And I can't stop wearing them. I want to keep them for best, but I just... I'm, nah, I, you gotta. I keep walking to the shop in them because I just want to wear them. They're so cool. You should,
0: you should buy another pair for like your Sunday best sort of vans, I and mean, just wear the other ones whenever how you feel like.
1: Maybe I should. Yeah, because yeah, since I last saw you, I it, it is now my 31st year on this earth.
0: Yeah, welcome to the club. Yeah. It's a it's bit been... miserable, isn't it?
1: Well, to being, be honest I thought 31. I thought 30 was pretty miserable, so anything's better than that.
0: Yeah. So hard to be young again.
1: I had a very weird year last year. But we're settled now. Hey. Here we are. I'm not <sighs> <laughs> You 37 will be your year, Chris. Fucking hell. <laughs> I've just decided <laughs> uh, another 6 years of this shit. <laughs> no one's making you come on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so then <laughs> Condor man. Yeah, so Harry drives to a doc, the docks and uh, manages to sink his car.
0: Yeah, this is a weird one, he just manages to what, not put the handbrake on and he just rolls off the pier into the water.
1: Yeah. Why the hell not? Why not? Bit of comedy, bit of slapstick. Um and um and then uh, Woody and Natalia fly in yeah. to join him. Um so the three of them get onto the, the Condor boat Um, which is a bit of a speedboat, and they're pursued out to sea, again with black boats matching the black cars from earlier. And again, we've got our... um... For some reason, at the halfway point of the film, the golden eye man um, swaps the gold eye for an eye patch. And I honestly thought for ages that it was a different person.
0: I thought it
1: was. And then I went, I had to check the uh, IMDb credits to, to realise that it was actually the same character. So I don't know if he was having issues with his eye from ha- wearing the gold or whatever. But for the second half of the film, he's got an eye patch. And I honestly Ooh. thought it was a different guy.
0: Do you think it was actual gold? I believe he's scratching on his ear. Oof, maybe. Yeah, I-, I can see why we changed it.
1: Or maybe, um, as I learnt from watching our next... F- no, I can't even. I can't bring myself to talk about the next film, Chris. I can't even joke about it. Good God.
0: You know what? There's still actually time technically for me to change the film choice because I've not seen it yet.
1: Yeah, but I have. I want to... I'm going yeah, we- to... But,
0: yeah, but yeah, it's my film choice. I, I can suddenly turn around and say something else.
1: Don't you fucking dare because I am not having wasted all that time for you to then change the film. The next film is the new live Dumbo. No, get get lost. <laughs> I'm I'm never going to watch that film. No, I'm not. We, we'll literally have to have run out of every other live action Disney film that there is before yeah. I'll Lee, watch
0: Lee Tim Burton. I didn't even
1: like him at college. I honestly, my genuine take is right. Back in the day, Tim Burton um, was always shunned by Disney. Um, they didn't want to make his products, even though he knew he had a vision. Um, so he was bankrolled by other studios got really famous and then Disney then had him back and it seems like to me like Tim Burton still has a grudge against Disney because he just seems to be shitting all of their money up the wall like he made those Alice in Wonderland films that nobody liked he made Dumbo and I just feel like all of the things that he's done for Disney are just him... Tim Burton's was- revenge. Yeah, I honestly think it is. Because all of the films that he's made, everyone's like, yeah, the shit, why is he, why have Disney given him all this money? But for some reason, Disney keeps giving him it. It'd be easy
0: just, like, shit in a bag and send it to Disney HQ and You'd think be done so. with it. Yeah, yeah I don't... Cheaper as
1: well. I honestly don't get why... I don't get why Tim Burton's still doing the projects that they, they offer him and I don't know why Disney is still offering him them. The money. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, that's my Tim Burton rant out of the way. Um, yeah, so we have our fight on the seas with rocket launchers, lasers, smoke, um, and again, pretty decent action. Yeah. Um there's a secret. Just when they think they're winning, there's a secret extra boat which has Krokov and Eyeball. Mm. Um, who come out um, and basically Eyeball's so mad and desperate to kill them that he's basically on a suicide run. Um, Krokov has to jump out of the boat and then, um, finally the three heroes get picked up by a fucking helicopter. <laughs> it's like, where were you an hour ago? Yeah. You useless sods. So just as they're rising up on the uh, into the helicopter, the baddie jet ski flies through and smashes into a wall and he's dead. Yeah. Um, And then our sort of finale. We're at the Dodger Stadium in LA. So um, establishing that Natalia made it out of... Um, well, made out it back of to Europe, a, out of Europe, back into the to the good America. old US of A. And we get a shot of um, Natalia and Woody having a good old snog, and there's a the blimp flying over the stadium says "Welcome Natalia to the USA," and then we get the setup for Condor Man Two. I can't wait to see Condor Man Two, where we go inside the blimp to find out that it's Harry's boss who's um about to prepare Condor Man for his next mission. Yeah, the End.
0: And that is my next film choice. My next film
1: choice is Condor, Condor Man Two. Um, that's a good idea. If it had ever been made, ah, they did set it up. They were genuinely looking to make one, yeah. and this film tanked at the cinemas, so um, it was never never funded.
0: I did know. That. I did
1: look at in my face. <laughs> <laughs> first rule of podcasting I look at yeah, the IMDB, IMDB. trivia
0: well, it was two weeks ago now so uh, I've probably forgotten all sorts of little gems but yeah mm-hmm. uh, Condor Man 2 no Condor Man 1 the only one
1: <laughs> right that was that so you said you've got some final thoughts for us Chris so I'll let you kick off
0: um, in all fairness I think this is the best film we've seen so far that's
1: uh, my thoughts too
0: yeah um, I think it's unfortunate that they wanted they started to go in the direction of, you know, the comic book thing. this writer trying to be influenced by his own character and trying to do things in the name of Condor Man and playing about comic book aspect more, I think it just gets dropped quite quickly. Yeah. Which is unfortunate in on one hand, but on the other it actually grounds Woody and I think that really helps carry the film because like for the first fifteen minutes I was thinking, oh bloody hell, what the fuck's Tim got me watching now? <laughs> but but after that, I think when it got more grounded the film became better but I think it got slightly more generic for what it needed to as well.
1: I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've had a lot less to slag off about this film than other films. Yes. But that's genuinely because um it was a lot more robust and, and competent in comparison to some of the Absolute stinkers we've watched so far. Yeah. Um, the stunts and special effects, most enjoyable of all the films we've watched. Um, this is the first film that um I really wouldn't mind watching again.
0: Yeah, same here. Um, this is, I think, this is the first film I actually laughed as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I did, as I've said before, I did enjoy quite a lot of the car chase in one of our dinosaurs is missing. I did laugh at how ridiculous that got by the end. But this, I, it, I laughed consistently through this film. I don't
0: think laugh was the right way for the that twenty minute car chase and one of the dinosaurs and, this, and I think
1: cried is probably <laughs> I
0: is was that, just like, laugh, where, when were we it?
1: I was I was laughing in disbelief with that whole sequence to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, um I like the concept of Condor Man, um, but I felt like it could have been elaborated on like as as you said, like there are some great Action beats, but they're few and far between. Yep. And when they're not in the action, just like the whole theme of the film does fall flat.
0: I get a feeling this is why he didn't do so at the box office. Probably. Yeah, because uh, obviously, you've already had the likes of Superman come out, and you yeah. compare the two, and you think, well, what is Condor Man? It's not really a superhero franchise or anything like that. I think. And it's not really got enough action beats in there. Yeah, an action film. It's a very weird in between.
1: All of the films we've watched so far, I really think Disney during this period, they had these high concept ideas yeah. but not the budget to back them up is the problem. I think
0: it's a shame now that we are so obsessed with making like like uh, shot remakes of the old animated films because I think now would be a great time to explore these yeah. original concepts. Again. Things that
1: they already own that they could have another shot at.
0: Because, I mean, as we said, for all the films we've watched so far, the concepts on paper have been very decent.
1: Oh, yeah, and, and absolutely.
0: I'll probably just let down by them being quite penny-pinching. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas, you know, we don't need to see another Lion King or anything like that.
1: It's almost like they've got one person whose job it is to come up with an, a concept for a film who writes, like, the synopsis. Yeah. Who creates these really interesting ideas, but then as soon as they're greenlit, then they get, like, the accountant in the yeah. basement uh, to then write the script.
0: Uh, well, I was going to say they're, like, the script editor just going, no, 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 <laughs> no, you got to be fucking kidding me, no.
1: And, and by the end of it, you've got, like, a really dull film. Yeah. One thing I did like was the um, the look of Condor Man. I th- my th- My thought was that I would really like some Condor Man merch, which I did look up, and there are some silly bits that you can get. was okay, quite right. good. Um, obviously, they're quite expensive, so I don't think I'll bother. Yeah, but... And then, actually, really randomly, on Disney Life later on, we were watching one of the Toy Story shorts called Small Fry, which has loads of, um, basically like a parodies of, McDonald's Happy Meal toys hmm. as characters, and one of them is a Happy Meal toy for Condor Man.
0: Fantastic.
1: <laughs> and I, it was literally just after I'd watched it, so I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty weird that I've seen that. So maybe that maybe that was Condor Man 2. That so, that's yeah. where the budget ended up. So, gem hunting. How many gems are you going to give this? Now, I've been trying, thinking about this because, bear in mind,
0: the quality that we've watched so far, and what we may watch Thinking about the sort of films we're going to do, I think this warrants an 8. All right, okay. Because I did genuinely enjoy it, I would watch it again. Yeah. And I'm not sure if we're ever going to hit this peak again. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the rate we're going.
1: I'm going to give it a 7.5. Oh,
0: we're splitting it now. Yeah,
1: aren't I'm going to say 7 and then like some gem dust that yeah. was hidden in the sofa. 15 like. out of 20. <laughs> yeah, because I, I agree. Um, I feel like, personally, I'm going to start saying like, if I'm giving it eight gems or more, that's something I would want to invest in the physical media of. And I'm just shy of wanting to own this on DVD. Right, okay. So I reckon, yeah, I'd watch it again on a streaming, but, so seven and a half. Yeah, fair logic. But yeah, I can totally see why you're giving it an eight. Yeah. Will we ever hit that perfect ten?
0: There are options, but it's because we, we're going for more obscure sort of films, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we're going to have to eventually veer from the very obscure.
0: But I, I reckon at some point, surely, you then go, Well, what about Mary Poppins or something like that? Yeah, well, uh, I, I, it's think... going to be a you know. I mean, spoiler, I mean, that's when it is a 10. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, so it is possible to get the 10, and we know exactly where we're going to go, but I'm not sure if that's the point, if we break out Mary Poppins right away.
1: The whole idea of this podcast is I really want to find something that's a 10 because it's so bad it's good, but at the moment all of these have been so bad because they're bad. Yes. It's the problem.
0: <laughs> I don't think we're going to get any Plan 9 from Out Space sort of shit here, because it is Disney. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem I think we've got at Disney... Big and petty pinch, but we're still so well refining what we do. Yeah. It's in... too
1: it's too competent. We need it to be a bit shoddier.
0: Yeah, say I don't think Fed accepts if someone had like flying saucers or just paper plates on strings or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. They just wouldn't do it.
1: Okay, so All that's left now is to reveal what your pick for the next episode is. And obviously, as we've mentioned, because of our weird scheduling, I've actually already watched it. And I haven't. So we'll pretend for a second that I don't know. Fair enough. you can reveal to me and the listeners at home.
0: Well, Timothy, (laughs) uh, I decided that after looking on Sky Go on my computer in the Disney section... And a quick look around all the live action stuff. I go for the one with the silliest title, and the one with the silliest title is Million Dollar Duck.
1: Million Dollar Duck, it is. Yeah. Um.
0: Try to keep neutral for now.
1: Oh, I did not know you were going to say that, Christopher. I hope it's about a billionaire duck who works in. I mean, real estate
0: <laughs> well for one thing I want to know why it's not just called Golden Goose
1: because it's a duck yeah
0: but you know you can easily get geese
1: yeah it, it's fucking awful Chris <laughs> spoiler alert
0: yeah let's well, skip the next episode it'll be alright
1: yeah uh, so yeah come back to hear us next time where I'll be a lot less chirpy than I am today yeah. if that's possible
0: <laughs> and god knows what I'll be like
1: uh yeah. You're gonna need a Rob Yeoman-style redemption arc after this, Chris.
0: Oh, great! <laughs> but that one didn't even start either.
1: I'm really trying hard to like. I've spent this whole time not trying to not begrudge what I know is coming, but you know, I might really like it. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, no more so than we've already been watching. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, um where can people find you on Tinterweb if they if they want to tell you off?
0: Yeah, if you want to give me a good bollocking, I'm on Twitter at kidswol, that's
1: w uh, s w o l. And I am @timbles r h and our official Twitter is without a mouse. I, w- I want to go to bed now. Yeah. I've been th- every time I think about what's coming next week I'm slack. Oh, I need to lay down. Bye. bye without a mouse is part of the we made this podcast network logo by chris house theme tune by ether or